Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anytime anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome back to 32 Fans. I'm Alex Chester. With me as always is Wheels Wienerker. Wheels, how's it rolling? It's rolling great. We are both in the same country, but in opposite parts of the country. Yeah, although we did see each other mm. on on some night, uh, Thursday night or something. Last, last Thursday week. night, yeah, well, Meeting of the Minds, yeah. uh, a podcaster summit. Dr. Jen said, Dr. Jen was there as well. She says, unsolicited, uh, that Kiev is a good conversationalist. Yeah, that's very that's uh, very nice of her. Yeah, Dr. Jen and I, I feel like she has to go off the ops list in, <laughs> uh, in RANAP. I feel yeah. like uh, I feel like we had a meeting of the minds and we bonded over our mutual dislike of Alex Chester. <laughs> like when you walked away, I was like, Chester started a story. Uh, so when I was uh, when I was president of uh, cl- of the of the of the student council in college, and then like I'm like, hey Chester, can you get us some napkins? And you walked <laughs> away, and both Jen and I were like, phew, like oh god, we dodged a bullet on that story. <laughs> oh, oh, that was the story about the hot South African girl. Um, I don't. I don't remember. I just know that. Yeah. Um, I, I yeah. just know that you no, started. Yeah. yeah, it was me pining after uh, the hot uh, vice president. I think was the purpose of that story. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. it was weird that you said like, "Oh, trust me, she was much better looking than you too." <laughs> that was strange. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that laughter you hear is our guest back. I think for the fourth consecutive year, our NFL draft expert Jordan Kalish. So, Jordan, welcome back to Thirty Two Fans. Uh, thanks, guys. It's uh, great to be back. First, last year was the first time I was not I was not officially banned. Well, I was listening uh, to the uh, first few minutes of last year's draft podcast just to remind myself of how we do this, and apparently I was not on the podcast last year, so I must have been banned. Oh, that's funny. Oh, yeah, you were. I don't know what happened, but you weren't on it. Uh, although you did listen and you said it was pretty good. You enjoyed it. Well, my explanation, uh, the, or the explanation that you had given for my absence, was mm-hmm. that with the Vikings having the 30th pick, I had no interest in the first round of the draft. That was definitely true. You didn't really care, but I do think it was more of a, you were unavailable. I don't remember if it was also during Passover, like this year, but um, yeah. I don't I don't know where you were. But anyway, yeah, I, we stopped banning Jordan because we lost our credibility after we kept having him back. So yeah. I was thinking if there could be a different... Um, a Jordan different. also came uh, live in person to the serial tournament, so hard. Yeah, to Yeah, that's true. Jordan's that one of, of us now. He did come to the serial tournament, yeah. but Jordan, how do you, what do you think about this for um, for if if you lose to the to the fan choice and the fans, if people remember from previous years, are picking what they want to happen, whereas Jordan is picking what he thinks they should happen. So really, Jordan should have a huge advantage on on the fans. 
Uh, Jordan, can you think of a fair punishment that's not banning? Um, I mean, well, look, I think, first of all, it's hard for me to keep to, to take your punishment seriously because I have been banned twice and I've been back mm-hmm. every single year. True. So I don't, I don't even know if it's worth coming up with a punishment. Second of all, mm-hmm. the way that we did it this year, since it is the fans' choice, and I don't, I, I mean, I don't think we've really specified this in the past. I think the fans were picking who they thought was going to be picked by the, by the actual team. I mean, I think I, some know, did it, and some didn't. Even, I'm like, not sure. Like what's what's the game? Because like I'm I'm picking. I I have two drafts. Just a uh, spoiler alert. I I have a draft of who I think the team should pick, and then I have an, a mock draft of what I think is actually going to happen. Um. Mm. So it, it I don't know. I, I think it gets a little bit. Uh, it gets a little confusing there. Like which draft are we even using? That's going up against the fans' pick, and why can is I, the fans' I, pick even like? I I, I mean. It, what what are what are we judging here? Because they're they're just picking who they what who they want their team to pick. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm going up against. Well, but I think that's Keith's point. So therefore, if your mock draft is more wrong than the fans not even trying to do a mock draft, then that's why you deserve a punishment. That's true. Right. That's, that is fair. Okay. That makes All right. Sense. So Jordan, if you lose, you need to plug um, Robin Akiva need a podcast on a future episode Wait, of This Weekend Survivor. Shouldn't be plugging this podcast. <laughs> no. <laughs> he already did that. He plugged it this week. Yeah. All right. So let's let's get going here. Uh, do we need to discuss anything else first? Do we need to discuss uh, Game of Thrones? Some of the listeners have been asking us to discuss Game of Thrones, Keith. I don't have. I mean, if you have a, give me a scorching Game of Thrones take. Give me your hottest take for going out of episode two into episode. Well, three. I don't have a scorching take. I mean, I love this show. You know, unqualified, no matter what it does, it annoys. You me. thought episode two was way better than episode one, right? I, sure. I thought they were both great. Like you know, the only thing was like episode one episode was two, all like. Like greatest hits of lines, whereas episode two was more like at least let's have some character, not even development, sort of like finality to the characters. But yeah, episode, episode two was give everyone a last chance because they're definitely dying next week. Right? So, yeah. yeah. The wor- by the way, the worst episode of dialogue in episode two was was with um, Grey Worm and and Missandei, and he was like, "Oh, my people are," you know, she was like, "My people are weak." They can't, we can't defend ourselves. And he's like, well, my people are strong and we can protect you. He's like, all right, this is how like a third grader would write Game of Thrones. <laughs> all right, I have a game actually before we uh, before we get going here. And uh, oh, no. since Jordan's a guest, it's going to be Akiv against Jordan. How about the loser of this has to uh, plug something on something? All is, right, this, so is this about Game of Thrones? No, it's about the NFL. Fine, so Jordan, is that the deal that you'll plug um, this on uh, on RNAP, but if you win, then then uh, This Week in Survivor gets a plug on on uh, Robin Akiva and the podcast. Sure, so I'm am I plugging RNAP or am I plugging 32 fans? No, you're plugging RNAP. Uh, you have to say, call it the Time Magazine Podcast of the Year. Okay. The Time Magazine doing, and the concept on, of podcast This Week in Survivor. Ever sure. overlap as things in the world. Time Magazine. It still exists, I think. Yeah, I you think that's the doctor's what, office. Uh, yeah, we were discussing uh, before we started recording. Uh, Jared Kushner, and um, I think he was actually at a Time Magazine event in New York, is where he gave his uh, his quotes, showing off his brilliance. All right. I don't think Newsweek still exists as a as a like a in, in you know in, in hard magazine. copy. Yeah, just the also the magazine that Jared Kushner used to be famous for that people acted like it was a real thing, but really oh, the it was Observer just like a vanity project. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Okay. So here's the game. I have uh, here, don't Google it, no cheating, obviously, a list of the uh, NFL players who earned the most money in their careers. This is uh, purely from their NFL team contract. Oh, so nothing that has anything to do with today's episode. We're just wasting time. Well, it does because uh, we're going to predict which player 
in this year's draft is going to join this august list okay okay great um so here it's the list of the players who are there are 30 players in nfl history this is not adjusted for inflation so this is the value of their contracts at the time that they sign them so you know obviously you're not gonna have like joe namath on this list oh so it's almost all modern players yeah. okay well but yes uh 30 players in nfl history have earned 100 million dollars in their nfl careers from okay. their nfl teams mm-hmm. so uh we're gonna go we're gonna let our guests go first we'll go back and forth and you will get the number of points for the like. If you get the first guy, then you'll get thirty points. If you get the second guy, you get twenty nine points. And we will see who gets more points. There are thirty uh, players who have earned a hundred million dollars. There are exactly thirty. Yes. Okay. So, okay. Uh, Jordan, would you like to go? And then, if you get three strikes, you're out, and then the game ends. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay. Right. Um, I'll, I'll Jordan, start with uh, I'll start with Peyton Manning. All right, uh, Jordan with thirty points right off the bat. Yes. Uh, Drew Brees. Akeev with twenty eight points. Mm-hmm. I'll go Tom Brady. Uh, Jordan with 27 points. Eli Manning. Oh, Keeve with uh, with 29 points. Eli right, is so second to Peyton. Huh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's just I'm played very, so many years. It's, I'm very it's really how many years have you played four. as a starter. Yeah. I'll go Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is sixth, so 25 points. Roethlisberger. He is seventh. Um, I will go with Matt Stafford. Yeah, that was who I was going to guess. Yeah, he is ninth. Okay. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is 22nd, so nine points for Keith, but on the okay. board still. I'll go Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco is 13th, so 18 points for Jordan. Hmm. Um, I wonder if this is a mistake. Tony Romo. Tony Romo's 18th, 13 points okay. for Keeve. No one said Matt Ryan yet, right? Nope. I'll go Matt no Ryan. No one said Matt Ryan. Matt yeah, Ryan is, is is eighth, so 23 points for Jordan. Who's We're, Are we now. still missing the, whoever is fifth? You're missing who's fifth, yeah. I'm going to go with a non-QB just to make it fun. Indomitian Sue. Indomitian Sue is 15th, so 16 points yeah, for Keeve there. That's a good call by Uncle Keeve. Not bad. I'll go with... Aaron Rodgers wasn't said, right? Oh, Aaron yeah. Aaron Rodgers we, we, is fifth. fifth. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. Jordan just Aaron got Rogers. 26 free points there. That's good. Yeah, Aaron, so he's probably going to win. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald is a 12th and is the number two non-quarterback. Huh. And we haven't said number one, right? Correct. Oh, we haven't gotten number one. You have not got um, the number one non-quarterback, who's 11th overall. Oh, the number one non-quarterback. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, I will say Russell Wilson. Oh, shit, that's not right. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, he should be on there. No, this is future. Co- this is uh, not future. Oh, okay. co- oh future. So it's just it's through 2018. Yeah. Probably just needed one more year to make the list. Also, so Russell Wilson, that's a net for uh, for Jordan. So is Jordan out? No, I said three strikes. Oh, three. Okay, three strikes. This is great podcasting. Great podcasting. This is like when you listen to Mike Francesa. Uh, da, 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 da. Can you stop with those noises? $100 million. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is not on this list yet. Yeah. Um, Cam Newton. 29. He's just on the list. So Jordan gets two points there, but stays alive. Still 154 points remaining. 16 guys. You guys have gotten uh, less okay. than half. J.J. Watt. Watt, again, has not played long enough yet. So no. I'll say Darrell Revis. 
Darrell Rivas is good. He's at 20th on the list, so 11 more that's points a good for call. Jordan. It's good. I wasn't really thinking of, of players who aren't in the league anymore, but that's well, a good call. You should probably start thinking that direction. Yeah. Um, I wonder how old like the oldest player is who goes here. There's people screaming a couple names into their uh, phones right now. Okay. Tell them to stop yelling. <laughs> Think of players who are famous for, for specifically they're famous for how much money they earned. Okay. Uh, Albert Hainsworth. Hmm. That is a terrible guess. He was literally he. I, he was literally the answer to your question of someone who was only famous <laughs> for how much money they earned and stomping on that guy's guess. head. It was a good guess. No, he was, was the previous generation Zadamikin Sue. I, I hope Seriously. this isn't too long ago, but he did play like fairly recently. I'm going to go Brett Favre. Yeah, so Brett Favre is a great one. Uh, he's the oldest player on this list. He is 16th. Mm. So 15 points. Uh, Kiwi is struck out. Uh, Jordan already won, but do you want to run up the score? Um, sure. I'll I'll go. Uh, you haven't guessed any any left tackles yet. I'm gonna didn't didn't Tyron Smith sign a, a contract a couple of years ago? I'm going Tyron Smith. Nope, that's strike two. Nah. There is a left tackle on this list, but a different one. It's probably probably Tyron Smith hasn't been in the league long enough. All right, uh, you got one more strike. Oh, one more. So I keep going. Yeah, um, you got one last chance here. I will go with throwing a blank here. Let me uh, Donovan McNabb. Uh, no. Oh, okay. you said Favre so, is the oldest. You're right. Yeah. Well, Favre is older than McNabb. But how how bad must he be to be a player in the '90s who was like great but not on this list, like Steve Young or somebody, or the '80s or the '70s or yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh, if you guys want to know the names you missed, you missed tenth is Carson Palmer. Eleventh <laughs> is Julius Peppers. Okay. 14th is Alex Smith. 17th, the one that I'm surprised uh, that you did not get is Sam Bradford. Oh, okay. $130 million. Active players, but Palmer and uh, Palmer and Bradford should have been yeah. easy. Uh, Michael Vick is 19th. Joe Thomas is 21st. And then Mario Williams, Calvin Johnson, Gerald McCoy, who I didn't realize has played long hmm. enough. Andre Johnson. Jace, Jason Peters, another left tackle. Uh, T. Sizzle and Champ Bailey is 30th. Yeah, I thought about both oh, uh, yeah. Andre and Calvin. Calvin probably didn't miss by much, but maybe he never signed like that second huge deal. I just said Calvin Johnson was twenty. Oh, he did. $114 million. Oh, yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. Gerald that, McCoy might, that's why <laughs> could, could get traded before, uh, before this draft potentially. Okay, so on that exciting note, why don't we uh, jump right into this draft? Now, before we start, Jordan... Tell me if, uh, and, and you're, you know, you're the draft expert, but this is this is my sort of non-expert take on this draft. So t- uh, you can tell, uh, you can rip me apart. But my feeling is that if, unless you are, you know, the the Mel Kuypers, the Todd McShays, the Jordan Kalishes, you know, the draft experts who who are all about the draft no matter what, this is a this is a very very sort of not high profile draft. And I think the the issue is. The drafts, like the NFL in general, are usually defined by the quarterbacks. Yeah, and and, and to a lesser extent, the skill position players or the random, you know, uh, fan favorite running back or receiver who's like super famous. Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I mean, it's not a very heavy quarterback draft. It's not like it was last year. It's not like it's potentially going to be next year. Uh, really, there's there's very few. There's a lot. There's a couple wide receivers that might go. You know, there's a couple that will go in the first round. Uh, then there's some that might go into the first round, but they could also fall into, uh, into the second day. And there's really only one running back that has that that, that has a great shot 
of getting drafted in the first round. So yeah, it's um it's not uh it's very light on the skilled players. Um even on on nfl.com when you're reading some of the uh some of the mock drafts and some of the the prospect uh scouting reports, um it's like, you know, this guy might, you know, might be a first rounder because there aren't 32 guys in this draft that ha- that are um first round talents. So it isn't it isn't a great draft. It isn't great for, you know, a team like the Raiders or a team like the Giants who have multiple picks. It really isn't great for um some of these teams who uh who could really use depth uh, to, to fill out their roster so you can i i'm projecting that some of the teams that have multiple picks in the first round will end up trading up in order to get some of the more talented players because there are there are guys there's a lot of you know premier defensive players especially uh that are going to go at the top of the draft that could really help some of these teams out and one of the things that are experts who made the picks for their teams universally i think like 25 out of the 30 people asked I want to trade down, which Mm -hmm. is not uncommon for a lot of people to say, but it was almost everybody was saying that this year. And it's like, you know, you can't trade down if everybody wants to trade down. So interesting for you to say that you think that on draft night, somebody might be trading up. I think it, well, I think it would have to be for a quarterback, more, right, Jordan? It would have to be for someone getting desperate for you know trying to quarterback hop if if either of Murray doesn't go one, right? Or that's and that's Dwayne what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. You know, the, the the Raiders have three picks in the first round. They potentially want to move on uh, from Carr. The Giants obviously need a quarterback. They have two picks in the first round. So I think if teams are trading up, it'll be the teams with multiple first round picks, and it'll be the teams that need a quarterback. You're right. Once you once you get to the bottom of the draft, there's like a big group of guys that could be end of the first round, maybe you know top of the second round where if you trade down you might still be able to get your guys so I think there are going to be teams looking to trade down but some of these teams who need a quarterback even though it's not a quarterback heavy draft might trade up and, and you know you even have you know starting with the Cardinals who knows if the Cardinals want to uh, you know if, if they want a new quarterback with Cliff Kingsbury coming in new head coach um, or maybe they're set on the chosen Rosen so you know um, it's it's hard to tell but I, I do think and just to you know spoil it a little I, I'm not going to spoil it because uh, we'll, we'll see what my first pick is going to be when we get to it. And it's not just that there's sort of the quarterback talent is is weak in this draft. You know, Kyler Murray, it's my opinion, if Kyler Murray was in last year's draft with all those rookies, that he would not have been one of the top, even, would he have been one of the top five quarterbacks taken even, do you think? I It would have been interesting between him and Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I think that the, well, then, the hot so take, then, by the way, the hot takes between Josh Allen and, and Kyler Murray would have burned the, you know, the world to the ground. But it's interesting like, the guy it, who's 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 actually it, done something versus the giant guy who's never done it's, anything. But it's so it's clear to you that Josh Rosen, who you know in our mock draft last year, I think that the Giants fan had going second, he would have gone way ahead of Murray, which is why it's kind of crazy that after one not impressive year, but again he was a rookie for a garbage team who fired yeah. you know, their coach, that yeah. that yes. that there's talk of them moving on. I mean, it would be crazy for a team to. Everyone take, agrees with that. Yes, that yeah. that Rosen would have gone ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, let's actually talk about I mean, the only teams that I see that definitely need a quarterback are the Giants, although, you know, <laughs> they don't know that they, they are insisting that Eli Manning is going to play forever, which is uh, hilarious. But, um, you know, at least publicly, they're saying they don't need a quarterback. And then the Broncos, the Dolphins and Washington. So you really only have four teams that need a quarterback, which is, you know, much. Usually I feel like there's like seven or eight going into the draft. And is Akiva still here? Is Akiva still in the Zencaster? Oh, did we get rid of Kivo? Good, this I think podcast we lost is already Kiva. getting better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's keep talking without Akiva. Uh, things will go smoother that way anyway. Uh, 
and then so yeah so then I'm looking at uh, this is sort of my list of teams that might be interested in a quarterback obviously as we said there's Arizona with Kingsbury Oakland you mentioned also you know might be willing to to move on from Carr it's unclear yet Tampa they're giving Jameis one more go around but um, I think that next year's draft it's quite likely they'll need a new quarterback but I would be surprised if they made a move for a quarterback this year right I, I would be surprised. Uh, I don't know if it would necessarily be a bad thing because Jameis Winston doesn't seem to be the the answer there. If there is a guy that they like, they could take him, but I don't think it's what's going to happen in this draft. Yeah, uh, Nick Foles, I think, will be a disaster. I think next year Jax will be looking for a quarterback, but at least this year they're not looking for one since they just yeah. gave him $50 million guaranteed, which blows my mind. But It's insane. And haven't we seen the story yeah. before? Nick Foles had some success, success in Philly. He leaves Philly, and then he doesn't. He, he can't really cut it as a starting quarterback anywhere else. Yeah, I thought it. he would get a Case Keenum contract. I thought he'd get $20 million for one year. I thought maybe he'd get $25, $30 million guaranteed. That he got 50 It just... he He's been an above-average quarterback for three games in the last, like, seven years. Yeah. So. It's it's almost like Jackson. and it's like the uh, the the Joe Flacco syndrome too. He wins the Super Bowl MVP, and, but at yeah. least he has more of a, a track record. But he did sign the at the time. Flacco the was younger. Yeah, I mean, Flacco's contract was insane, but it was was more justifiable. I feel than than Foles. There's absolutely no there's no reason whatsoever to believe that Nick Foles is going to be a good quarterback in the NFL. So. No, the, no, no way. Um, and I like Nick yeah. Foles. I mean, I give the guy a lot of credit. I mean, he had his oh, you know, his best yeah. run ever in order to win his, yeah. a Super Bowl for his 100%. team as a, as a backup. But you're, you're right. I mean, the, the fact that they gave him that much money. And Jacksonville did need a new quarterback. Blake Bortles wasn't, you know, was obviously not the right answer there. But giving Foles that much money. Although he was pretty damn good in the playoffs also, you know, the, that same year. Yeah, he was. Foles. Oh, no, no, no. He's, look, yeah. Nick Foles... I really like Nick Foles. He, he's, but I would never give him that much money. No, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm talking about Blake Bortles. Oh, about Blake Bortles, it's, yeah. Um, it's not Bortles' fault that Jacksonville fell apart in the fourth quarter against New England. It was the play calling. No, that's that's a good. In point. the AFC title game, you know, uh, in the pre, in the 2017 season, uh, and then Cincinnati uh, could potentially need a new quarterback, depending what they wanted with Andy Dalton, and then the Chargers and the Patriots. And I guess even the Saints, you could say, although they have Teddy Bridgewater back, uh, the Chargers and the Patriots. You know, it wouldn't be insane to me. You usually see Bill Belichick trade down. It wouldn't be yeah. crazy to me to see him trade up and, and grab if if he thought that I don't know Dwayne Haskins or somebody was was a possible quarterback option. If there's someone he loved, then maybe. I yeah. just think in, in this draft, since it isn't such a rich quarterback draft, I think if the Patriots or the Saints or a team like that were to pick a quarterback, it might be like round two or three, and maybe you take a flyer on, on a guy and he works out. Yeah, and since Brady, you know, reportedly forced them to get rid of Garoppolo, it'd be weird for them to to waste another, you know, asset on a quarterback who Brady's going to force him to get rid of when he's forty six and still refusing to retire. So yeah, I I agree with that. And hopefully, hopefully Brady doesn't have too, <laughs> too many more years. Left. Yeah. All right. So Keeve is still not here, but I hear I'm the here. Tribe, I'm here. The first pick is in. He's back. He's back oh, Keeve is back, and uh, the commissioner is walking up to the podium, making the pick on behalf of the Arizona Cardinals is Tom Dodlin from the British Bird Gang, a former guest of our podcast. And uh, Tom is is not ready to move on from the Chosen Rosen. He says that he would like to see them take either Nick Bosa or Quinn and Williams. Both would be great additions to the team for different reasons. Bosa gives us another solid pass rush threat alongside Chandler Jones. Williams would give them an interior presence that the defense is severely lacking. He spelled defense with a C because he's British. Either of those two are better than Kyler Murray, but if I have to choose one, it will be Nick Bosa. Just for the potential constant harassment of Russell Wilson every season. So, Nick Bosa, the number one pick in the 32 fans draft. Uh, Jordan, what say you? 
I mean, I he's he's my preferred pick. I, I think it's the right pick there. I think Nick Bosa, you know, Quinton Williams is also great. He's, uh, you know, Williams is more of an interior defensive lineman. Nick Bosa is uh, a guy who could play on the outside, either a defensive end or an outside linebacker. Um, he's probably the best pass rusher in this draft. He also has the pedigree of his brother, Joey Bosa, who's become a star in the NFL. So I, I think it's the right pick. In my mock draft, I have Kyler Murray going here. And I don't know if Kyler Murray is going to go to the Cardinals or if he's going to go number one to someone else. But I do think Kyler Murray in my mock draft will be the number one pick in this draft. But I think it should be Nick Bosa. So I like the uh, fans pick here. All right. And are Bosa and Williams sort of the consensus top two talents in this draft? Um, for, yeah, I would say those are the two premier guys. And then well, there's like a Jordan, slightly- wouldn't, you say, wouldn't you say Bosa is a tier 1A by himself? And then the Allen Williams argument is really for 1B? I mean, to, to me, it's like Bo- Bosa, I, I think, is number one. But I, I would say Williams might be closer to Bosa than he is to Allen because Allen is really just more of he, he's really a pass rusher, which is great. Uh, he's a very good pass rusher, um, but he doesn't do as much when it comes to like, you know, to play. So he has more line. positional value, but you're saying he's not as good of a football player necessarily. Yeah, I, I would say Williams and Bosa are the two best football players, but Bosa has more value because it, it's such a pass rushing league. Um, and, and also, I mean, look, the the the, uh, the Cardinals were their pass rush actually wasn't horrible last year, uh, but they were last in in uh, in run defense. So you could maybe make the case for taking Quinn and Williams, who is probably the better run player. But like I said, Nick, Nick Nick Bosa does both, so you get the you get the benefit of him rushing the pass pass rush, uh, of him rushing the passer, and he could play the run. So I, I think it's um, it, it it is the right pick for the Cardinals. Um, but again, they they might trade down or they might decide to go with Kyler Murray um, and that's who I have in my mock draft alright uh, and the chime is in the second pick is in uh, for the 49ers frequent guest Oscar Aparicio from the Better Rivals 49ers podcast he says that if he cannot trade down if he's locked in at number two he's taking Quinn and Williams um, that's that's who I have as my preferred pick um, I think it's I think it's the right move like I said before after Bosa I think he's the best player in the draft uh, but since he's still on the board in my mock draft I actually have them taking Bosa um, but if Bosa's not there Quinn and Williams is the uh, the right pick um, the 49ers I, they're gonna be a much better team than they were last year I actually picked them to be a playoff team I did not think that Jimmy Garoppolo was gonna get injured um, but yeah they look uh, they can they could use a pass rusher they were 22nd in sacks so if Bosa is there or if Allen is there, I think you can make the case for taking Allen over Williams because it's more of the need. But I think Williams is overall the better player. And if they're going best player available, it would be it would be Williams if Bosa's off the board. So, so far, you're with our fans, two for two. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with them. Yeah, and I, I think that's going to stay the same for number three. Uh, Harold Rosengarten picking for the Jets, and he has submitted his pick. The third pick of the 32 fans mock draft is Josh Allen, yep. the edge rusher from Kentucky. The Jets haven't had, haven't had a legitimate pass rusher really in in, in a very long time. Um, they uh, Josh Allen would be my pick if he's there. I think he will be there. I actually have him. It's the first time that I have the same player going in my mock draft uh, that I do on my preferred player list. So yeah, I, I'm fully with that. Jo- Josh Allen from Kentucky, I, I think will be the Jets pick. All right, Keeve, I'm putting the putting the line at minus one and a half for the Bills. Josh Allen. It's uh, Bills Josh Allen touchdown passes against uh, Jets Josh Allen sacks of Bills Josh Allen next year. Did we lose Akiva again? I think we did. But you're you're, you're saying uh. so Josh Allen touchdowns for the whole season? No, no. no. When when they play each other? When they play each other? Okay. Yeah. 
I mean, well. So which side of that bet would you take? Um, no, I'm saying passing touchdowns, not including rushing touchdowns, because Josh Allen obviously is more dynamic Josh Allen being taken by the Jets. Because well. <laughs> if, he's not take, if he's not taken by the Jets, yeah. then the, the answer is zero. It'd be, yes, it'd be a very challenging uh, bet yeah. to make, yeah. <laughs> yeah, if, if he is taken by the Jets, I will say, look, I mean, the Jets – the Jets don't have a, a great secondary, and I mean it's hard to it's hard as a defensive uh, as as a defensive lineman to have multiple sacks in a game um, as a rookie. You know, just because he is, you know, he well, is but if he gets one rookie, sack, then Josh Allen needs to have three touchdown passes in order to cover. Well, I, I'm I'm saying it's the likelihood of Josh Allen having two touchdown passes against the Jets. I would say is pretty high, uh, and the yeah. likelihood of uh, I, I would say Josh Allen having two sacks in, in, in a game against the Bills. Who, who uh, the Bills don't have a great um, offensive line either, so it, it is possible. But I would probably go uh, Bills Josh Allen more touchdowns than uh, sacks by potential Jet Josh Allen. All right, so Keeve has missed the Jets pick. Uh, we're on to pick number four, the Oakland Raiders. Their first of three picks in this draft. Now, uh, Jordan, did you see the news about the uh, Oakland Raiders? Uh, No, I did not. (laughs) John Gruden has uh, sent all the scouts home. He kicked all the scouts out. Well, Mike Mayock sent the scouts home. Yeah. Oh, Mike Mayock did. Okay. Well, either. Can I just say, by the way, for the because I I I I was uh, away from the computer for the for the Jets thing for a second. Yeah. No, you missed it. Uh, Get a better internet connection, and maybe next year you can uh, opine on the Jets. I blame I blame Zane Kessler, but I will say if if Kyler Murray ever dropped to three, which isn't going to happen, um, then the Jets would literally sell the pick to whoever wants it. I agree that everyone does seem to want to trade down. The Jets seem to be in the trickiest spot because their pick. In most years, would have incredible value, i.e., last year when they were able, when they Colts got three second round picks to move from six to th- you know three to six. It just doesn't seem like there's anybody who wants this pick. And the, the uh, every Jets beats every Jets beat writer writes a poll. What do you want to do? And when they include trade down, trade down wins like ninety two percent to mm. eight for the other players. I mean, the thing is, like uh, the Jets do need a lot. The Jets need a lot of pieces, uh, but there are a couple of really good defensive players here, that, like Josh Allen, like Bosa, which would they be really lucky to get him? And I, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think there are there is a path for the Jets to get Bosa, and it, it would it would mean probably the first two teams trading down, or the Cardinals taking a quarterback, and the 49ers trading down, and another quarterback is taken. Um, but the Jets are going to either wind up with uh, you know with a couple picks for their third round pick, or they're going to wind up with a good defensive player. So I'm pretty happy with where the Jets are picking. Um, at the same time, so we're we're up to the Raiders here, right? Did did we announce the Raiders pick yet? No. So the Raiders, uh, there's a lot, a little bit of controversy here. Uh, blame the commissioner. Uh, here's what the 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 Raiders sent a lo- instead of just giving me a name on their card. There's a long rant. It says, "This is the worst case scenario for my number four pick. It unfolded like this. It would be a huge toss up between Montez Sweat and Devon White." I think it's too high for Montez Sweat, so I'll go with Devin White to finally fix the LB issue that had plagued my team for years. Um, but I misread it, and I wrote down Montez Sweat. So I'm giving them Montez Sweat, even though they actually wanted Devin <laughs> White. Uh, yeah, you know what? I have I, I transferred my, the uh, 32 uh, fans picks to my own spreadsheet. So I also do have them taking Montez Sweat because that's what you wrote, and I copy and pasted it. Uh, I, I have, um, since I have... On my preferred list, I have Bosa, Williams, and Allen off the board. I do have uh, the Raiders taking Mon- uh, taking Devin White, um, who is probably he's a very fast linebacker. He's probably the uh, the, the best um, inside linebacker prospect in this draft. And a lot of times, inside linebackers don't don't go too high. But he's also um, someone who's had success pa- uh, rushing the passer in college. Um, 
and he's you know he could be like the leader of your defense potentially if he works out so I do have him uh on my preferred list going to the Raiders there but I still have Quinnen Williams available in my mock draft so best player available I think he would go to the Raiders all right by the way the Raiders are asking if they can change their pick but uh the Bucks Kyle Appleyard from Word of the Bay podcast is rushing up to give in his card and he says Give me Devin White before the Raiders have a chance to swap picks. So Montez Sweat at number four, the edge rusher from Mississippi State to the Raiders. Devin White, the linebacker from LSU, number five to the Bucks. although the Bucks say they would like to trade down if possible. So that's that's an interesting pick. If if Devin White is available there, I mean I think he I think he could go to the Buccaneers. I actually in my mock draft I do have him going to the Buccaneers. So I think the pick is accurate. However, if Kyler Murray is sitting on the board at five, I think I he's that's my preferred pick. I think that's who the Buccaneers should take. I think that Jameis Winston is not the answer. I, he's he's never going to be uh, the quarterback that they wanted him to be. I think Kyler Murray should be the pick here. He kind of fits the the new mold of the NFL with these these mobile quarterbacks that are playmakers. Um, and I think that if he's a available there um i don't think he will be available i think there's a, a chance that they could take him or that the, or that someone someone would definitely trade up to five for, for kyler murray uh but in my mock draft i do have uh devin white going there who is probably you know again very st- pretty strong at the top um when it comes to the defensive players in this draft so you can't really go wrong taking devin white um but i think i think if kylo murray is available there it would be a mistake not to take him all right, uh, and now uh, I was speaking about rants. Here comes a real rant. The number six pick from the Giants, uh, Yoni Wiesel, has submitted the pick. Yoni is, um, would you say that he's a fan of his team's uh, offseason so far, Keith? No, Wiesel is is leading the brigade of the anti-Gettleman people, which at this point I guess is pretty pretty big. And he was last uh, year also, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, he spotted this from day one. Yeah. Uh, Gettleman clearly is just totally out of his element at this point. Greg Rosenthal uh, ranked all here. all the uh, GMs and ranked uh, Gettleman yeah. 19th this week. I, that, that has to mean that Gettleman gives him dirt. It has <laughs> to be. Although he's not a big reporter. He's more of an analyst. Um, tastefully named Greg with two Gs. I don't know. Uh, who. So who was last on that? It was Bruce Allen was last. Well, they only did 25. He didn't do the seven new guys. No, right. Okay, but Bruce Allen yeah. was 25th and last, right? Uh, McCagnan was, I think, third to last or fourth to last. Um, yeah, I would have had Gettleman dead last when I when I looked at that. Yeah. I think I think Gettleman is the is the worst GM. Uh, obviously, there's a lot of GMs right now that you can't really evaluate. He also he ranked Lynch, who hasn't been there for so long. Uh, he was a little hard on Lynch, although obviously they haven't won any games yet. All right, so uh, let's uh, and Yoni will have another rant because the Giants have another pick. Obviously, they traded OBJ. Here, here comes rant number one. This is really so hard because it's become very difficult to separate the idiocy of Gettleman and what stupid thing he will do next from what the Giants should do. In a world where the Maras were not spineless In fools, and they realized the mistake they made with Gettleman and moved on after last season, Peren, I'm not going to go back too far on this one and pretend he was never hired. And Peren. They would obviously be trying hard to get Josh Rosen right now, so they wouldn't need to think about a QB here, Peren, though I guess in your world the Cardinals didn't take Kyler Murray, so that's not actually possible. In the extremely sad reality which Giant fans are currently living, where Eli is going to be playing all season, the Giants will likely end up with a top-five pick in next year's draft, which by all accounts is a way better draft for QB, so you don't have to push for an inferior QB this year. I would just go for the best player available, who in my opinion is Ed Oliver, defensive tackle out of Houston. He has, according to Yoni, arguably the highest ceiling in this draft, and while his floor is very low, for many reasons, I think the Giants should just take that chance. It is a risk. Jordan, pick. don't you think... Well, it, there's been a weird thing, Jordan, which I assume you've seen in the last couple days, which is the Jets, who analysts have had them battling back and forth between Josh Allen and Quinn and Williams for the last few months, all of a sudden, 
almost every analyst yesterday switched the Jets to Ed Oliver. I, I have seen that, and and Ed Oliver, has which been is one very of the bizarre, because he, obviously he's a bad value at number three, right? Yeah, um, at number but three. But I do wonder I why Oliver is rocketing up draft. Like, what did he play a game last week that I didn't see? Like, why is he rocketing <laughs> yeah, it, up the draft? It's it's now? so weird because he also rocketed down the draft. Like month, like two months yes. ago, he was number one in like every single mock draft. Uh, he's gone. Yeah. He's he went. He, I saw him going as low as like twenty in certain drafts, and now he's going back into the into the top uh, the top six, the top some, sometimes the top ten, and in, in some drafts even the top three. So Ed Oliver, yeah, he's he's one of these kind of boomer bust guys. I like the pick um, the, uh, that Yoni made of Ed Oliver. It's not who I preferred. I actually think they should take Jawan Taylor because the uh, Giants haven't really. I mean, Nate Solder. He's you know he's he wasn't great last year and he's an older guy. They need a left tackle to protect whoever their quarterback is going to be. Um, Jawan Taylor is probably the best uh, offensive tackle prospect in the draft. Gettleman always talks about the hog mollies and you know getting these these big guys to control the line of scrimmage is very important. Um, I do actually have Ed Oliver going in my mock draft, so I think it is. I don't think it's a bad pick. I think it's potentially an accurate pick. Um, I just think there are better picks out there because Ed Oliver is, you know, potentially, you know, he does, as, as Yoni said, he has a low floor. And they did, look, they did lose, they traded snacks last year. They don't have Olivier Vernon anymore. Their defensive line is in shambles. So I don't hate it. Um, I actually like it. I just think it's not what I would do. All right. And now with the seventh pick, uh, with the aforementioned Jawan Taylor still on the board, Albin Brooks. So we had an Adam Brooks, and now we have an Albin Brook. Uh, Albin, our Jaguars guest, at least twice in the past, he says that he is going to take the tackle from Florida, Jawan Taylor. So the first offensive lineman off the board at number seven. Albin says it's not a sexy pick, but it's a huge need. He's the top offensive oh. lineman prospect. We've only got this defense for a couple more seasons, and if we really think Nick Foles is going to solve our issues, we have to protect him. With, we have to protect him with an offensive line pick. If this situation really developed at the draft, I'd see the Jaguars trading down because we also need a receiver and a tight end, but I know that's not an option in this mock. So Nick Foles needs an offensive line, a wide receiver, and a tight end. Other than that, he's going to be great in Jacksonville. Yeah, um, I, I like this pick. If Jawan Taylor is there, they should take him. I have Jawan Taylor going to Jacksonville in my mock draft. Um, on my preferred list, I already had the Giants taking him, so I actually have them picking Andre Dillard, who is the uh, second-ranked uh, tackle prospect, uh, prospect here. The uh, Jacksonville gave up 53 sacks last year. Um, the, the, Nick Foles is um, not the most mobile guy, so they are going to need somebody uh, who, who could protect him there, and um, it's going to help the running game as well. So I, I think that is the correct pick if he is on the board, which I, according to my mock draft, he he should be. So, do you and you think Dillard is a is a top ten talent? Um, potentially. I mean, I think look, uh, tackle tackle is a valued position. The the knock on him is that he's more you know he might not ever be a left tackle. He's more of a right tackle. But if you got a guy who could start at right tackle for for ten years, who's supposedly NFL ready at this point, um, you're you're it's a very valuable piece. So I think he is. And you like Dillard more than Jonah Williams. Um, well, jo- Jonah Williams is, I think, projected as more of a guard. He can play tackle. Uh, he may play tackle in the NFL, but I, I think if um, ja- Jacksonville needs a tackle, uh, I would go Dillard if Taylor's not there. That's sort of the worst-case scenario for them because I think Taylor will probably be there. I just don't yeah. have him on my, my preferred list. But he, but I do have them taking Jawan Taylor on the mock draft. Yeah, I mean, as a Vikings fan, I don't want to see too many uh, linemen going early because, you know, that's obviously where the Vikings need to go. All right, oh, with the eighth sure. pick... Jordan Acker is in with the pick for the Lions. 
Uh, a homer pick, Jordan is a regent for the University of Michigan, and he is taking a Wolverine, linebacker Devin Bush. I think it's a bit of a uh, reach. Um, yeah. Jordan says he'd like Ed Oliver or Josh Allen, but with the, they're off the board. They're going to take either a linebacker or an edge rusher. He says, since the Lions are the Lions, I bet they take either Devin Bush or Rashawn Gary. Now Rashawn well, Gary's now hurt, so I'm sure that yeah. yeah I mean, he wrote that him. he he wrote that before the the, yeah. the injury the news injury came out about Rashawn Gary, and I actually yeah. I had Rashawn Gary originally going to uh, the the Giants as of this morning at six, which I thought was too high, but I thought that's what the Giants were going to do. Um, so I I don't have Rashawn Gary here. I have them taking Montez Sweat. Uh, they did uh, they did sign Trey Flowers, but now you get a pass rusher uh, on the other side of the line as well. Um, I so uh, yeah I mean I think Devin Bush is a good player I just think he's a reach at number eight they they can use the depth at linebacker as well but I I think that um I have them taking well, actually sorry my I my preferred pick I have them taking T J Hawkinson the tight end um which could also be a valuable piece for them uh he's both as a blocker and as a pass catcher he's a dual threat um but I have Montez Sweat going to them in my mock draft. All right, and Sweat, of course, uh, accidentally went off the board number four to the Raiders. Yeah, uh, but again, <laughs> I, I feel like the Raiders. The NFL draft. Yeah, the Raiders could do something like that in the actual draft as well. Would not be a surprise. I, I know I made fun of Michael Clark last year for uh, picking a player with a with a heart uh, a heart problem to go to the uh, Patriots <laughs> in the first round last year. But Montez Sweats doesn't seem to be as serious. He was able to participate in the combine, so I still do have him going top top ten. In, yeah. in the eighth, the eighth pick of the draft. All right, so our ninth pick is in for the Bills, Allen Weiss. Uh, he says that if trading is allowed, I would trade this pick to the Giants so they can take Kyler. Because remember, in our draft, Kyler Murray still not taken at pick number yeah, nine, yeah. which is not going to happen. Yeah. But again, this is not, this is happening this is not, these aren't predictions. Yeah. These are who they think they should Exactly. Pick. Is there even a chance Murray gets the three, Jordan? Um, No, I think he's going one. I, I really, I really yeah, can't see him not going one. There are definitely some rumors today that the Cardinals don't want to pick Murray. There's definitely flying around. Somebody yeah, but then they would them. trade the pick, wouldn't they? I assume. But even if they didn't... The Niners would have. They'd, I assume they'd pick Bosa if they didn't, and I then mean, the I Niners hope, would have. Yeah. I hope he gets the three, so the the Jets could get a lot for that. Oh yeah. By the way, I love the fact that Allen Weiss at number nine. Not only uh, does he say that he would want to trade the pick to the Giants for Kyler Murray, but he has the exact trade. It would be the Giants' second round pick, their third round pick, and next year their first round pick, their second round pick, and their fourth round pick. Well, that's uh, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so he's negotiating against himself, but uh, yeah, he has uh, found a successful trade there. All right, uh, and let's finish off the top 10 uh, with the 10th pick, Travis Henry, uh, the reporter, not the uh, uh, multiple-time father-slash-former running back, and a former guest on our podcast for the Denver Broncos, and he is picking a quarterback, Wow! but it is not Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray still not uh, taken. The That's first wild. Uh -huh. First quarterback off the board is Missouri's Drew Locke. Uh, Travis yeah. Henry says that um, – oh, no, it's not Travis Henry. Somebody else – I don't know who said this – so, somebody who I guess reviewed our mock draft said, my guess is your Broncos fan is a member of the John Elway cult of tall quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, it is it is he's sort of like uh, the consensus pick going 10 to the Broncos. I have him on my mock draft. I actually have him on my preferred uh, list as well because, of, you know, he seems to be a guy that John Elway would want, could work with and maybe help develop. Um, so, yeah, I, I do have Drew Locke going there, even though it isn't a strong quarterback draft, both in my mock and on my preferred list um i he he had accuracy issues in college which we were talking about last year uh, josh, with, with allen. josh allen yeah where it doesn't translate well to the uh to the nfl but i mean josh but allen, josh allen was a dynamic runner 
he is, which I don't think Drew Lock is. P- yeah. which I don't think Drew Lock is. Yeah. Now, and by the way, um, for my my, ni- my ninth pick, I had a I had T.J. Hawkinson in my mock draft and Montez Sweat in my my preferred pick draft, which was actually ah, yeah, flipped sorry. from the the Lions pick. No, it's all right. Now, here's my question: In a hypothetical world where Kyler Murray has not been taken at number ten, would the Broncos still take Lock over Murray? Because again, Murray is not that tall, LAS quarterback. Um. I think it would be hard to pass, even though Drew Locke is more of like the John Elway type guy. I, I still think it would be impossible to pass up Kyler Murray there. Or it doesn't see because it's not going to Elway happen, picking it's Murray like, would be shocking. I mean, first of all, this is so silly; it's not even worth discussing because he's not going to be there. It's not going to happen. But he's not he's not a Elway type of guy. True. True. Right. I mean, Locke is that's why Locke is going there uh, on a lot of mock drafts. Okay, and the 11th pick is in, uh, longtime listener, guest Zach Sosna for the Cincinnati Bengals. And it's the second Wolverine, and I think this is the first team to have two guys taken. Uh, he says, we need a linebacker or an edge rusher. I'm hoping one of the Devons fall, but if he cannot get Devin Bush, he will get his teammate, Rashawn Gary, who, again, we said is hurt. So, But when Zach made this pick, he was healthy. So edge rusher Rashawn Gary goes at number 11 to the Bengals. Originally, that looks like a steal. Uh, now that doesn't that doesn't look great, but I'm not going to blame him because these these picks were in before uh, the injury news came out. And look, Rashad Gary also has a lot of flaws uh, when it, when it comes to his production in college. Uh, he did not have a great college career. He did have a you know he did have um, he does have plenty of athletic skills that that uh, you know do, that do attract him to uh, a lot of teams in the NFL, which is why he was being projected as like a top six pick in most mock drafts originally. Um, I, I think that the Bengals, if they they did have a re- like really terrible uh, um, rushing defense last year, they were the fourth worst in the league. So I would rather go with a defensive tackle than somebody who's a pass rusher. Uh, I, I actually have them taking Ed Oliver on my preferred list, and I have I actually have them going on the offensive side of the ball in in my uh, mock draft. Um, I still have Dillard on the board in my mock draft, and they need a tackle, so I have um, them taking Andre Dillard. All right, uh, my hated since uh, Green Bay Packers are number 12. Zach Richler, our second consecutive Zach, making a pick for the Packers. The pick is in. And uh, Zach says, with Ed Oliver and the Devons off the board, I want, and I think also the Packers will take, TJ Hawkinson, tight end out of Iowa. Finally give Rodgers that big threat over the middle he hasn't had since Jermichael Finley, and he will be perfect in Lafleur's scheme. Uh, as a Vikings fan, I obviously don't want to see anything that is good for Aaron Rodgers. Is TJ Hawkinson good for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, he'd be great for Aaron Rodgers. I just don't think he's going to be there. But uh, I think he, he's the he's the right pick if he's if he's sitting there um, at number twelve. Um, I have him off my board on both of my my drafts, my preferred and my mock draft. So I actually have Jonah Williams, um, the the guard, going to them in both my mock draft and on my my preferred list. I think he is going to be there. Uh, they gave up fifty three sacks last year, which was the third most in the league they were 22nd in rushing they need uh help on the offensive line um so that's that's where i would go but again like i said before tj hawkinson is such a good uh blocker that if he's there he could help you both um running the football and then also in the return game so i think that's a great pick if, if he's sitting there all right uh any chance that the pats trade up and try and grab hawkinson to replace uh the retired gronk um, i think it's possible but i think there's also a couple there's, there's a, a, a few other tight ends that should be go you know more towards the middle or the end of the first round that would be easier to trade up for potentially even falling into the second round but um we'll see we'll see when we get there i think it would, i think it's possible but i think it would they'd have to give up a lot to get a tj hawkinson all right uh now the the dolphins are picking at number 13 
Now, it's interesting, early in the offseason, the speculation for the Dolphins was that they were going to tank this entire season to try and get the number one pick for the 2020 draft when the quarterback options were going to be so much richer. But um, but Eli Gray, our, our Dolphins uh, picker, says, no, 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 we're taking the best available quarterback. And with Kyler Murray still on the board at number 13, Pacing in that green room, I, I think at like pick number nine, he actually left the green room because he was too embarrassed to, you know, be seen on the screen. He went backstage. Uh, he was crying into his hat, but he's going to South Beach. Kyler Murray, quarterback out of Oklahoma, taking number thirteen for the yeah. Miami Dolphins. Never going to happen. Uh, it's the correct pick if he's there because I have them taking Dwayne Haskins, who I think is not as good, but still, uh, you know, a first round talent at quarterback. Um, but yeah, I, I have Haskins going in both my preferred and my mock. If Kyler Murray somehow is is sitting there, I don't know what would have to happen. I don't know if there's crazier things have happened. Yeah, I mean, maybe, look, he, there could be a video released of him on Twitter, maybe a gas where mask like bong, smoking yeah. out of a mask, so that could exactly. happen. And then the yeah. Dolphins would take him to to. Have fun with uh, Laramie Tunsil. So yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's anything is possible, but it's it's not going to happen. Yeah, but quarterback right. is the right move here. Like, what are they doing? All right. quarterback? the picks are coming fast and furious. The Falcons are number fourteen. Harry Schaefer, he says the Falcons need a cornerback for now and the future. He's torn between Greedy Williams and his pick out of Georgia, DeAndre Baker. You think he likes a Baker Homer, a little more? Homer pick Homer Georgia pick there. Maybe. I don't know. He says he likes Baker for the added size and maturity. Uh, although, as he says, Greedy is a great name for a cornerback. Greedy he is a great those name for a quarterback. The cornerbacks yeah. in this draft are interesting because usually in, in you know my, in drafts in the past, there have been so many uh, secondary uh, you know cor- cornerbacks and safeties taken in the first round. It doesn't seem like it's that great of a class. Uh, Greedy Williams, I think, is sort of like the boomer bust guy, kind of like the cornerback version of Ed Oliver, who who has a low floor and a high ceiling. He's probably the most talented, but he's also had his uh, off the field issues. Um, I I have them not going corner here because I think there's since it isn't such a great class, I think that you could make, but it is pretty deep. Uh, you might be able to get uh, to get a, uh, a cornerback in the second round. I have them taking in both my preferred list and my mock draft list, uh, Christian Wilkins, the defensive tackle uh, from uh, Clemson. Um, they were the eighth, eighth worst rush defense in the league. Uh, Christian, Christian Wilkins is probably after Ed Oliver, the most talented guy, but he's considered more of a sure prospect than Ed Oliver. He probably doesn't have as high as, uh, as high of a ceiling, but he has a higher floor as well. All right. With the 15th pick, Washington has submitted their pick. Steven Apter with Dwayne Haskins still on the board. And we said Washington does need a quarterback. So Dwayne Haskins, the quarterback out of Ohio State, going at number 15 to Washington. Uh, Steven says that Haskins went to high school in the DMV with Dan Snyder's son. Okay. I, did that, know I, that, that I didn't know until I, I did read that on, 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 the, uh, on the list. Look, I mean, the Redskins definitely need a quarterback. Uh, but like we've said on this podcast before, there are better quarterbacks next year. They do have Case Keenum on the roster, and I think you could maybe roll with Keenum for a year. It's not going to be completely embarrassing. And uh, you know, he's had obviously, as you know, as a Vikings fan, he's had uh, he's had a good year in the NFL. So I I would actually take um, DK Metcalf, uh, the wide receiver here, who I think is the top wide receiver in the draft. Great combine. He's you know one of the, one of these workout warrior type guys who we'll see if he's able to translate it. Um, you know, once once you're you know wearing the equipment and you're yeah. playing, games. and he went number nine to the Bills in our draft. That's right. So he's uh, he's yeah. off the board. So maybe they would have gone DK Metcalf. And, and look, I don't have Dwayne Haskins available at this point in either my yeah. mock or my preferred list. So yeah. it's it's not it's not terrible. Look, they need a quarterback. If they like Dwayne Haskins, they well, should so take Steve him. Steve says that he wonders if Haskins is gone. Do they take Daniel Jones here? Um, 
it's it's possible. I I'm not a big Daniel Jones fan. Like I I don't even have him on my preferred list going in the first round. Yeah. Steve also says that the the Washington has met with Haskins, Locke, and Jones and Stidham, so they have not even met with Murray. So I guess they're not unless it's misdirection. They're not really even considering a, a big trade up like that. He also says that at certain points in this, he said a week or two ago that they're a front runner for Josh Rosen if he becomes available. Uh, more and more, it looks like the 15th pick is going to be dedicated to the future, uh, whether via trade or taking someone at 15. But obviously, they'd be overjoyed if it was Haskins. Yep. But uh, you know, unlikely to be because, as you said, he's almost certainly going to go to the Dolphins at the Yeah, 13th. and and if it if it is DK Metcalf or or one of the other wide receivers that that are on the board here, it's you know it's someone that your future quarterback could uh, could then throw to because right now they have basically nobody. All right, with the number 16 pick, and uh, as a Vikings fan, I'm, I'm getting pretty excited here because only uh, one lineman has been taken so far in our draft. It's uh, Juwan Taylor went number seven at Jacksonville. You obviously had both Dillard uh, go at number at, at number seven because you had Taylor going at number six, and then you had Jonah Williams go. But those guys are both on the board in our draft. But uh, here, uh, JT Jabaruski, the Panthers fan, coming in at number 16, the tackle uh, kind of become a guard, you think, in the NFL, out of Alabama, Jonah Williams. So yeah, you like I mean, this pick, obviously, right? I, you I had do him like going the pick. I, I think if he's although, there, do you like him with with Dillard on the board? Um, I mean, it depends what they're if if they. I I, mean, I would really have to like look at their take another look at their de- their depth chart if they feel like they need more help on the interior of their offensive line. I think that Jonah Williams is the better pick, but to me, it's it's always you know it's it's usually harder to find the tackle. So I I think I would probably go Dillard. They did sign Matt Paredes uh, in the offseason. He was the center from Denver, um, but I mean Jonah Williams isn't a center, so I think you could you could be happy either way with either of those picks i think with with um a bunch of those guys off the board i have them taking brian burns the pass rusher uh from florida state both on my preferred list and my my mock draft and i realized from doing both of these drafts that you're the preferred picks I mean, when you're making a mock draft your personal biases always come into play because you think a lot of the times that the teams are going to do what you think they should do so I'll, i have a lot of my picks actually the same uh, on, on both of these drafts uh so brian brian burns uh they were 27th in sacks last year uh, I think he's the best pass rusher remaining on my list. But yeah, it, look, if they if Jonah Williams or Andre Dillard fall to them, this game a lot of times the games are won and lost with the offensive line. Um, you know, you get someone to protect Cam Newton, who's your most valuable asset. I think either either pick would be would be good here. Yeah. Now uh, I had I had contacted JT the Panthers fan and he hadn't responded for a little bit. So then um, I then also reached out to or excuse me I first contacted Tony Dunn. Uh, our Panthers guest from the past, Tony Dungy. But then when he did not respond, yeah, then then I contacted JT Jabaruski. JT responded right away with Jonah Williams. Tony Dunn responded later, saying that he wanted Andre Dillard. So, but e- either way, with those two guys on the board, they clearly wanted one of them. Uh, as a Vikings fan, I would take whichever one is is available. So that's fine. Uh, the Giants are picking again at number seventeen. This is the Odell Beckham Jr. pick. So, are we ready for another rant from uh, from Yoni Wiesel? I am. All right, uh, Yoni says uh, he has submitted his card. It's not a card; it's a five-page essay. This is the saddest pick I could have imagined making. <laughs> the David Gettleman era was all fun and games, very aggravating, but still, it was all going to be end soon enough, and then we could move on. And then he went and traded Odell Beckham Jr., the only player who really mattered. It still haunts me daily. Every time I see something Beckham-related, I feel physical discomfort. <laughs> Whoever they get with this pick will always be the guy they traded Beckham for, and I will never be okay with him. In real life, they're probably going to take Daniel Jones with this pick, and it will be the perfect summation of the Dave Gettleman era. 
Only due to complete managerial malpractice are they in a position where they have this particular draft pick and they still need a QB of the future. And of course, they will use that pick to take a guy who has no business going this high and will surely be a bust. But since I'm not Dave Gettleman, I will not throw away the pick so that I shouldn't have to begin with on a QB who shouldn't be taken here. My thought process on the pick starts here. I am torn between taking an edge rusher and an offensive tackle here. Edge rusher is more of a need, and the Giants have used so much capital on their O-line already. But I do think the best and safest prospect available here is tackle slash guard out of Oklahoma, Cody Ford. So Cody Ford to the Giants uh, over uh, Cleveland Farrell or Brian Burns, the edge rushers he was considering, who fits a bigger need but comes with more question marks. Where do you think Odell would go, assuming that you know he's he's with his current age, current contract status, if he was in this draft? Number one, obviously. Yeah, I think he would go. Yeah, one. he. W- I mean, unless you're obsessed with <laughs> Kyle Murray, and then he'd go number two, right? Yeah, he would, yeah, and the absolute, one. there's no way he wouldn't go top three. Like even if yeah. you think Bosa's a generational talent, so it's insane that you trade him for the 17th pick. Like he literally would be the number one pick in this draft or number two. Wait, but you also have to remember they did get Jabril Peppers in that trade too. So the <laughs> oh oh okay. <laughs> no, but look, I I think that where like, by the way, where would Jabril Peppers go if he was in the if he was in this draft? Not um, in the first round. No, round two. He'd not in the first two. round. He, he's he's yeah. not a bad player, but maybe he, he'd go second round. A safety with two years under his belt where he hasn't he's improved but not looked that great. I mean, Jordan Acker, the uh, University of Michigan region, he might have taken him at number eight. The the the, 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 the Wolverines fans love Jabril Peppers. I do like the court, the Cody Ford pick here. I mean, he could play, you know, he's versatile. He could play tackle or guard. The Giants clearly need help on their offensive line. Uh, but I had them on my preferred list taking Jawan Taylor already. So I had them on my preferred list taking uh, Clellan Farrell. So I, I don't think they're going to take two offensive linemen in the first round, even though it did work out with the Jets uh, when they were able to get Nick, Nick Mangold and uh, DeBrickishaw Ferguson in the first round. So I have them going Clellan Farrell on my preferred list on my mock draft as the Giants fan predicted. I have him t- uh, them taking Daniel Jones, which I think is a big mistake. And you've traded yeah. uh, Odell Beckham Jr. for a quarterback who's probably going to be a bust. <laughs> yeah, as wise as right, uh, as someone as a Jet fan too, who I, I don't hate the Giants, but I, I don't like the Giants either. It, I'm sort of rooting for that. Yeah. Now um, the Vikings are picking now at number 18, and uh, picking for the Vikings is uh, Jonathan Donath. But I think uh, Jonathan and I are uh, of similar mindset here. Obviously, the wet dream for the Vikings here would be Juwan Taylor. They, they need an offensive lineman. He's the consensus best lineman in the draft. Uh, he's not going to be available. Uh, but the next two best options uh, in our draft just were the last two picks, Jonah Williams and Cody Ford. Although you disagree because, Jordan, you think that Dillard is better than both of them, right? I, I think that Dillard is the, the most NFL ready to start right now. I think that it is harder potentially to find a pure tackle than it is to find a guard or one of these guys who can sort of uh, yeah. go between ta- tackle and guard. I mean, it's it, look, I, I'm going – again, I, I don't have so much experience like studying tape on these guys. I'm reading the mock drafts and the, the scouting reports that uh, that other people who are more informed have, have written. So that was just my, um, you know, my summation of the offensive lineman in this draft. But I don't think you could really go wrong either way. I think Cody Ford's a good player. I think uh, Andre Dillard's a good player. And I think Joni – Jonah Williams is a good player, and they would all help any of these teams who need an offensive lineman. Um, yeah, so, so this run of linemen continues. Dillard. The Viking, Yeah, the Vikings take uh, Washington State tackle Andre Dillard, third uh, tackler or offensive lineman anyway in a row going in our draft. Now, it, I'm just looking. The next best lineman I think on the board is, is, is the center, Garrett Bradbury, out of NC State. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, and yeah. I also have – And this I have would be Vikings pretty early for a center. Yeah. 
It is early. It is early. I mean, I, I do think Bradbury is going to go in the first round, but on my list, I still have Cody Ford available. So I have him on my mock draft and on my preferred list going to the Vikings. Uh, and again, you, you, I think they should just the Vikings strategy in the, in the first round of this draft should be best line, best offensive lineman available. Yes, exactly. I agree. Whoever they think All is right. the best offensive lineman. All right. Uh, number 19, the Tennessee Titans. Jamal Black has submitted his pick for the Titans. He, uh, speaking of Bradbury, he says he's very high on Bradbury. But he thinks Lidstrom has more connections to the Titans and can be chosen in reality if both were available. However, the bigger need and the pick for the Tennessee Titans is Florida State defensive end Brian Burns. Um, who, who you had going yeah, three picks they, to go to the Panthers. I did. So I, I think if he's there, it's not a bad pick. I think if they like Clellan Farrell, they could pick him they could pick him up too. Uh, they did sign Cameron Wake, who's, you know, definitely on the the in, towards the end of his career uh so yeah i think taking a pass rusher here wouldn't be a bad idea i have them taking uh, noah fant the uh the tight end from iowa who's the second tight end from iowa in this in this draft delaney walker is 35 they were uh, 29th in passing last year and he's while, while tj hawkinson is more of the balanced guy he's sort of like a you, you know the the receipt the classic like receiving uh tight end he's been compared uh, on the field to uh, Aaron Hernandez, not off the field, uh, hopefully. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, no, I have Noah fan going to the Titans. I think that he would be a good pick there. When's the last time we saw two tight ends going in the first twenty picks um, from the same college? Well, d- probably a never. Couple of, a couple of years. Oh, from the same college. I don't think that's ever happened. But uh, <laughs> yeah. a couple of years ago, when the when the Giants uh, the Giants took um, who's who's uh, their their uh, their tight end. I'm blanking on his name. Um, I believe he was the second tight end taken. Jeremy Shockey, Kevin Boss. No, the current tight end, the, Gi- the Giants' current tight end. Oh, Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram. Yeah. And I think Evan Ingram was was one of three tight ends taken in the first round that year, if I if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. And Joku oh, wow. was was the, uh, was there the Browns, and I think there was someone else. I might be wrong about this. All right, with the twentieth pick, Matt Fagan, a uh, a new picker for the thirty two fans universe. Picking for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers have had uh, quite an offseason, haven't they? Yeah, <laughs> you, could, you could say that. They lost uh, their, their two best skilled players. Um, and th- this is the team I had. Uh, I, they were my pick to win the Super Bowl last year. And that was obviously a uh, uh, not a great pick. Yeah, now Matt says he would love for them to take a safety. And so he's taking Mississippi State safety Jonathan Abram. Okay, I, I mean, I think it's a little early. I, I do have him on my list as the best safety in the draft, so if they do want a safety, he would be the one to go with. I, I have him on my list as a player that the, the Steelers might take, and I don't think it's a bad pick, but I still have Devin Bush available. They need a linebacker, uh, and that's um, that's my pick on both the preferred list and my mock draft. This is Matt's thinking. He says, I would love for them to take a safety. Abram is believed to be the top safety, and he's still on the board. I think many things will be said about wide receiver and the offense in general, but the reality is that they have Connors, and we have historically been great at finding wide receivers in the later rounds and developing them. We much more need a linebacker and a safety, uh, Jordan, as you said, the linebacker. As a few linebackers have already been taken, I would be totally fine with them grabbing the top safety on the board and inserting them into the starting lineup. Offensive players are sexy, but they typically don't translate to wins. Wins usually come out of QB, O-line defense. Our QB and O-line are set. Defense must be addressed in specifically secondary coverage. Uh, yeah, although, yes, safety is uh, usually not that valued of a uh, pick in the draft. But, but uh, if, you, if you've noticed, like, almost play. every draft, there's a safety who, who has like a second-round grade going in, but a team will jump on him if they think he could like start for them immediately. I think we saw that with Keanu Neal uh, from the Falcons a couple of years ago, uh, who went, I think it was like 18 or something to the Falcons, but he, he was projected to go late first round or early second round. 
so this this kind of thing happens. Um, I, I and I think. Uh, it wouldn't be a bad pick. Again, if that's the position you're, you're looking for and you could get the best guy at that position, he could start right away. Uh, it, it's not a bad pick. All right. Uh, now we have number 21, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, our second consecutive new picker, Chad Shepard, picking for the Seahawks this year. Uh, now, Chad points out the Seahawks uh, coming into today. Now they uh, have made a trade already with Kansas City, which we'll get to in a few minutes, have only four picks in the entire 2019 draft which uh, GM John Schneider said, quote, he is not cool with. Next year, they have 11 picks in the draft. He also pointed out that they have not used their first-round pick in the last seven drafts. They traded down five years. The other mm-hmm. two years, they traded it for Jimmy Graham but and Percy Harvin. It's Other than the Patriots, it's consistently you know one of the worst picks. It's generally not above like 25, 26. Yeah, it's not like it's, they're trading it's, it's, the yeah, It's usually the bottom of the, pack, uh, bottom of the draft. So uh, Chad says he wants best available player. Um, he is expecting a, a real life trade down. Although again, they actually did a trade up to get a second pick in the twenties. Um, and he considering Greedy Williams. Greedy Williams is still on the board over here, who would fill the Pete Carroll cornerback uh, mold. Uh, but uh, w- wide receiver Marquise Brown gets a glance. Too similar body type to Tyler Lockett. He says so. The pick comes down to two defensive linemen from Clemson. Edge rusher Cleveland Farrell gets passed over, and he is picking his teammate Christian Wilkins. Passed over on Passover. Mm. Yes, indeed. Wilkins is ranked as high as the fifth best overall prospect by Scouts Inc. and seventh best by Daniel Jeremiah on NFL Network. Versatile, unique player, team first leadership quality, strong initial quickness, motor, and football awareness, unlike Aaron Curry, who uh, just got a dig for some reason. All fits for Pete Carroll. So what do you think about Christian Wilkins here at number 21 for Seattle? I think it's a great pick if he's there, but I don't think he's going to be there. Um, I, yeah. I have him You had him going Williams. at 14. Yeah, I have yeah. Uh, Greedy Williams just seems like a Pete Carroll guy. He's a big he's a big cornerback. I think Pete Carroll is one of these coaches who thinks he you know he could basically fix anybody who has off the field issues, which which Greedy Williams does. But he is a very very talented player. He's a ball hawk, um, which is you know sort of like going back to the Legion of Boom, which doesn't exist anymore. Maybe you could start the uh, Legion of Boom too uh, with, with Greedy Williams from LSU. Uh, I I think. I don't love the corners in this draft. Um, I have them taking Marquise Brown, who's my second favorite wide receiver. Yes, he is similar to Tyler Lockett, but I mean, Tyler Lockett isn't really, you know, he's not going to be around forever. He's not a long-term answer at wide receiver. Marquise Brown, uh, as a rookie coming in, could be. So that's who I have them taking. All right, Marquise Brown still on the board. I have them taking Greedy, but I I think they should take Brown. Yeah, Marquise Brown still on the board. But again, Uh, Wilkins Wilkins is a better pick. Wilkins Wilkins is a better pick if he's available than either of those two guys. But I just our third consecutive new picker in at number twenty-two for the Baltimore Ravens, Jeremy Wall. Uh, Jeremy's also the only uh, picker today not on Twitter, so uh, you cannot add him if you don't like this pick. (laughs) But he is going to take Oklahoma wide receiver Marquise Brown. Jeremy points out that the Ravens' biggest hole right now, their number one wide receiver is Willie Sneed. So, uh, yikes. Yeah, fast Willie Sneed. So, uh, Marquise yikes. Brown, the pick here Wait, for the Ravens. I mean, if Willie Sneed was your number one wide receiver and you were in the AAFL or whatever, you'd <laughs> yeah. be in trouble. Would not be ideal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they also need help, um, you know, with Edge Rusher, with CJ Mosley and T Sizzle moving on. Uh, from a pure entertainment perspective, though, Jeremy says he'd love to see Marquise Brown. He's a fast guy, capable of making big plays, can stretch the field, allow Lamar Jackson to become a dual threat who can make the long play to keep defenses uh, honest, but also use his feet to make the play as well. So you obviously like Marquise as a pick here, right, Jordan? Because you just had him going in the previous pick. Yeah, I had him going in the the previous pick. I think I would not be shocked if they went wide receiver here. They they lost uh, John Brown and Michael Crabtree. Uh, they clearly need uh, to shore up their receiving core. But I actually like them taking a, a pass rusher here. Uh, because they also lost uh, Zadarius Smith and Terrell Suggs, who um, so they're definitely going to be weaker 
uh, unless they unless they make him a, a move in the draft here. So I have them actually. This is where I think they should take Rashawn Gary. Uh, Rashawn Gary is a very very athletic, talented player. Again, the production wasn't necessarily there in college, and he does have the injury history. But the the Ravens are a pretty good football team. They made the playoffs last year. Rashawn Gary is expected to play this year. He could help them now. He is probably going to need surgery at the end of the season, though, uh, which which is scary. But if you can get a guy with a top ten grade at number 23 and you know maybe maybe he has his, his surgery and he's able to come back after that and he's long term he could be a good player for you i i would like i would be comfortable taking rashawn gary at gary sorry at number 22 not 23 in my mock draft i have clellan farrell but it's hard to to disagree with marquise brown going there based on the fact that he's already off the board in my uh preferred pick draft and they definitely need a wide receiver all right, number 23, the Houston Texans. Wait, can I just say something? Because uh, Marquise Brown just went. So, Jordan, do you know Marquise Brown's nickname? No. So they call him Hollywood Brown. Oh, so yes, first I of all, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hollywood is like a, is a very like 1950s nickname. Like, ooh, this guy wants to be in the movies after <laughs> he's done. Like the talkies. So, like, why is his nickname Hollywood? So some people say, so Marquise Brown, like my wife, is from Hollywood, Florida. But they say that he they call him Hollywood because he went to junior college in L.A. Even though he's literally from Hollywood, so he was in Hollywood anyway. until he went to. Well, maybe, maybe they were like, "Yeah, oh, you're, he, you're playing in Hollywood they claim, from Hollywood." Because if you're if you live in Hollywood, that that's, yeah. If you live in Hollywood, Florida, is your nickname going to be Hollywood? No, but not. But yeah, when you leave Hollywood, it will. Well, like when when my friend Josh Grashen, who's who's usually our Seahawks fan, when he lived in Seattle, nobody called him Ichiro. But then when we went to school together, everyone just called him Ichiro because he was from <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> um. Uh, by the way, Marquise Brown's cousin is Antonio Brown, so he's from a good uh, receiver lineage. Yeah, and that's um, again. And the with, Hollywood again, nickname really fits, then I guess. Yeah. Yeah, and with the with the Nick the Nick Bosa pick, you know, we, we spoke about Joey and the, uh, his pedigree. I didn't even realize that he was uh, he was Antonio Brown's cousin, but that should. Well, should I mean, JJ Watt's little brother would have gone higher in last year's draft if we were redoing it now. Obviously. True, and yeah, he's he's played well. Yeah. So yeah, you got to trust the brothers there. All right, number twenty three, the Texans. Their pick is in Matt Weston. He says uh, the Texans need offensive lineman help, but their cornerback uh, group is even worse than their offensive line. Last year, there was severe offensive line mismanagement, but they have talent. Uh, they need a lot of – they don't have any long-term options at cornerback. Bradley Roby is their QB, uh, their CB1 right now, who is, uh, would fit better as a CB3, I guess a nickelback on a, on a, on a good pass defense. He's mm-hmm. not a player who can even control a second receiver. And so he is taking Greedy Williams – cornerback out of LSU still on the board and going number 23 to the Texans their pass defense was terrible last year uh I I like taking the uh the best cornerback in this draft even though I'm not a huge fan of the the crop of cornerbacks and also corner is while it's not heavy at the top it is somewhat deep so I don't have them taking the uh the corner here I have them going Garrett Bradbury because offensive line especially interior offensive line is not very deep in this draft either so Garrett Bradbury um is a center uh, from NC State I, I I think he could you know be plugged in or uh, immediately as the starter um, on that team, and that's that's my pick in both my preferred list and my mock draft. But Greedy Williams, I think, would be would be a nice pick too. You'd be getting potentially the best corner. All right, the Raiders are on the board for two of the next four picks. Yeah, Adam Brooks uh, coming back up to the podium uh, just gave me some side eye for my uh, Devin White Montez Sweat screw up uh, with their earlier pick. He's given me the card. He's written it uh, bold and underlined with a twenty fourth pick. And I think a good value here. Defensive end, uh, Cleveland Farrell out of Clemson. 
Yeah, I, I like the pick here a lot. I think if he's available, it very well could be the pick. I just don't think he's going to be available. Um, I have them taking uh, in on my preferred list. I still don't have any corners off the board. This is where I have Greedy Williams going. On my mock draft, I do have Greedy off the board, so I have them taking DeAndre Baker, who was picked a long time ago on the, on the fans' mock draft. He went to the Falcons. Yep. All right. Uh, now we have uh, Shamir Seidman. A year ago, he had the last pick in the draft. He was uh, celebrating a Super Bowl. Uh, things did not go as well this year, although they did win the playoff game somehow. Uh, with Nick Foles, he had again somehow. Shamir has submitted his card with the 25th pick in the draft. The first running back off the board, Josh Jacobs out of Alabama. This is a very popular pick. Uh, I, I've seen Josh Jacobs probably going to the Eagles on more mock drafts than I, I've seen him going on any of the other going to any of the other teams. Um, I have them taking uh, Chris Lindstrom. Uh, they do have one of their starting guards. Uh, Brandon Brooks is injured. Uh, Chris uh, Chris Lindstrom is a guy who's expected to be able to start uh, day one. Um, so I think that he could potentially be the pick here on my mock draft. I actually have Rashawn Gary. Like I, I don't know if Rashawn Gary is actually going to go to the Eagles. I just they seem like a team who would take a fly on him because they already have a strong roster uh they always like to use um you know going back f- forever the eagles have always liked to use a uh, rotation with their pass rushers and he's just another guy that could come in and you know and give them good you know you know good plays on defense especially since he's uh, he's such an athletic player um but I, I i don't dislike the josh jacobs pick i mean they have a lot of running backs but none of them are stars uh josh jacobs is sort of the consensus top running back in the draft and if you could get him at number 25 uh, that's pretty good. Well, so they have Jordan Howard, right? Yeah, they have Jordan Howard, but only for a year. Uh, and they already are the team, maybe the most in the league, who uh, the Patriots, but it's sort of in a different way, uh, who utilize their number RB1 the least. So yeah. it's not a great value. Did you know, by the way, did you guys know that Jay Jai is unsigned, that he's not on a team right now? I actually didn't. I knew he wasn't on the Eagles anymore, but I didn't know that that's he was crazy. Unsigned. Um, anyway, uh, so I, it, Jacobs looked pretty good in college, but it's very hard to gauge. I mean, you got NFL players blocking for you, NFL tight ends. Like, uh, you know, it, it's hard to gauge the, the Bama running backs until they get in the league. And a lot of them have been big whiffs, obviously. Yeah. He, could be, he could be another TJ Yeldon, who's not a bad player, but he's Trent, a Trent Richardson, like, yeah. you, you know, well, there's, even, there's that's been even a worse. lot. Um, if you were the starting running back for Alabama, you be, look like a superstar because you run for, you know, six and a half yards per carry. But yeah. you know, it's hard to gauge who's actually good. Look, I, on my on my preferred list, I don't have any running backs going in the first round. I, th- I I'm not. I, I used to have a hard a hard line stance where don't take a running back in the first round. But a couple of the guys that have come up lately have sort of uh, pro- proven that wrong. I, I I don't really take a hard stance on that anymore. But in, unless you really love a guy, I don't think you should take a running back in round one. I don't really love any of these guys. So I on my preferred list, I don't have any. Um, I, I do. I may have uh, not to, not to spoil it, but I may have Josh Jacobs coming up in a, in a um, pretty soon in the in the mock draft. But uh, I I don't hate it. I just think either going offensive line or going uh, defensive line. You know, just to, just to add depth, potentially safety. Um, you know, Jonathan Abram could be a pick here. Uh, but I I think that I would take any of those positions over running back. Here's the list of like star running backs in the because Sean Alexander comes, I believe, pre Saban, right? That in the Saban era, you know, NFL running backs from Alabama. Mark Ingram oddly had a, a atrocious start to his career and somehow has gotten better in like the end of his still sticking around. in the league. Well, what do you mean oddly? I Trent, think the fact that he was suspended for the first four games gives a hint of uh, how it's happened. But no, I'm t- oh, I hear you what you're saying. Uh, Trent Trent Richardson, Eddie Lacy, 
TJ Yeldon, Derrick Henry, Kenyon Drake, who uh, people still have high hopes for, Bo Scarborough. Love the Drake. He was a seventh-round pick, so let's not go crazy on Bo Scarborough. Uh, not great. Not a great list. Yeah, a lot of us nope. there. I think you're right, though, Kiva. They have, they're running behind such a talented team. Yeah, they're running behind an NFL line. All right, so speaking of Jacobs, uh, our uh, uh, Jacob Lewin is picking for the Colts at number 26. The pick is in, and it's Arizona State wide receiver Nikhil Harry. Uh, Jacob uh, Lewin says not he doesn't love him or anyone else on the board. It's between him and Dexter Lawrence, uh, the, the defense tackle out of Clemson. But uh, he's taking Harry to uh, line up opposite T.Y. Hilton for the Colts. Yeah, I mean, they're, all, they're second wide receivers, Devin Funchess, who never really did all that much with uh, with Carolina. Uh, they definitely could use some depth uh, uh, with their, uh, you know, in their wide receiver core. Uh, I don't dislike the pick. I mean, I think maybe uh, A.J. Brown or Paris Campbell potentially is it could be a better pick at a wide receiver than Nikhil Harry, but it's, it's so hard to tell with some of these guys. I mean, I just, I've just seen them go in more uh, mock drafts in the first round. I do have them taking Dexter Lawrence in both my preferred pick and also my, uh, my mock draft. Um, they're, you know, they're, they're really, that roster's really improved in the last couple of years. Uh, they don't have any like, you know, giant gaping holes anymore. Um, I think maybe Dexter Lawrence could be the best player available. He's both, um, you know, he's, he's a big guy in the middle of the line who can be a, a run stuffer for a long time. So that would be my pick. All right. And uh, the Raiders running up again to make their third and final pick here in the uh, first round. Adam Brooks has submitted the card. It is cornerback uh, Byron Murphy out of Washington. I think that's a. I think it's a good pick. They clearly need a cornerback. I have them taking greedy with their. Uh, I have them taking greedy on my preferred list with twenty four, and then I also have them taking DeAndre Baker at twenty four, in my mock draft. Uh, so I don't have them taking a, uh, a a corner again. I have them taking Jeffrey Simmons, the defensive tackle, uh, on my preferred list. I have them going Josh Jacobs, the running back. Uh, on my mock draft, which I think is a mistake, but that's what I have them doing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I Byron Murphy, one of the top uh, corners in this draft, along with uh, with DeAndre Baker and Greedy Williams. Uh, hard, hard to argue with the pick. They clearly need a cornerback. All right, with the 28th pick, the Los Angeles Chargers, David Drogemeyer submits the card. And um, he, I actually, I asked Richard Wade, uh, and David Jorgemeyer, but uh, Richard did not respond. So David picks Jerry Tillery, the defensive tackle out of Notre Dame. And then after he made the pick, Richard submitted his card with Nasir Adderley, the safety out of Delaware. But too late. So Tillery <laughs> is the pick. Um, Yeah, I mean, T- Tillery is – I've seen him on a couple – of mock drafts, it's interesting that he is going ahead of Dexter Lawrence and Jeffrey Simmons um, on the on the fans list because I, I I think that he that his rating has been lower than those guys. But again, he's not he, him going in the first round isn't completely out of the question. So I don't think it's a terrible pick. Uh, it is a position of need for the Chargers. I I have them taking DeAndre Baker. Uh, on my preferred list, and I have them taking Byron Murphy because DeAndre Baker's not available on my my mock draft. I, I think corner is the bigger need, and I also think there's more talent there at the end of the first round than there's going to be for defensive tackle, where a lot of the better players have already gone off the board. All right, Keith. Now we have a trade. Mm-hmm. This is where yes. it gets interesting. Well, we didn't make the trade. <laughs> yes, that's true. The, so, so the Seahawks, the Seahawks and the Chiefs just made a trade. The Seahawks get for Frank Clark, the defensive end that they're sending to the Chiefs. The Seahawks get the Chiefs' 29th pick, their second-round pick next year, and they flip late-round picks. I don't know exactly the details of that. 
So Chad Shepard back on our board. Now, Make Cole Hogan pick. had made a pick. He had taken yes. Penn State cornerback Amani. I'm not even going to try and pronounce the last name. Or Wari. Mm-hmm. He had said he wanted him or, or Jeffrey Simmons, the, the DT is still available. But Cole, yes. we don't care about you. Yeah, but I think we're going to have a similar pick from Chad Shepard because even though he only had a few minutes to think about this, he considered two defensive linemen and a receiver. He thought about... Dexter Lawrence, Jeffrey Simmons, and you know what receiver he was thinking about, Jordan? You want to guess? Um, A.J. Brown. Uh, Hakeem Butler, 6'5 receiver from Iowa. Hmm. I, uh, I have so not seen him go in a, in a first round. On, hey, keep on, in mind, Chad's a knowledgeable guy, but keep in mind that he, you know, he had about five minutes to think about this pick because the Seahawks were not picking 29th all, all True. You know, spring. Um, and he, so he is going with uh, Jeffrey Simmons, the top talent coming off ACL surgery uh, over... Over uh, his already picked uh, Wilkins, def- uh, you know, Clemson defensive lineman. So he's going to uh, two uh, defensive tackles. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I like I think Wilkins is a good player. I think that Simmons is also a good player, but he comes with that injury risk. So I think taking yeah, he Wilkins, may miss the whole season. Yeah, I, look, I don't think there's any way that they're going to take two defensive tackles in, in the first round. So we, we decided before the show that I, w- I was going to change this pick because originally I had the Kansas City Chiefs uh, taking um, Eric McCoy in my. I, um, in my mock draft, I had them taking Byron Murphy, uh, the cor- the corner in my uh, on my preferred list. So I said I was going to do mm-hmm. it live. Um, I th- I think in in my mock draft, I have them taking Greedy Williams. So I think they'll either go okay. with a wide receiver or offensive line. Uh, they gave up 51 sacks last year, so I am going to have them um, t- in my mock draft. I think they're going to take the guard Chris Lindstrom on my preferred list. Uh, I will have I had I had them take uh, taking Marquise Brown, uh, Lindstrom is not available. So you know what I had I had Murphy on my on as the preferred picker already. I'm going to keep him as the preferred pick, and they could wait till the second round to go with the the offensive lineman. Now I have to say it's very convenient for us that Chad picked Jeffrey Simmons because uh, our 30, 31, and thirty two picks none of them took Simmons, so we don't have to. Yeah, go. that would have been yeah. very bad. That would have been annoying. Email those three people and uh, delay uh, the publication of this draft. Zach Richler back on the board for the second time. Can't remember the last time the Packers had two first round picks, and he's going to take Nasir Adderley, who, uh, as we said, dropped all the way over here. The safety. Yeah, I mean he's he's another another safety like after Jonathan Abram and and you know so, some people like Adderley, some people like Taylor Rapp, who I think is probably going to end up going in the second round. Uh, if if you again if you need a safety if you want a guy who's most likely going to be able to start right away, uh, it's it's not a bad pick. Um, now I don't know if Zach is tied to a safety because the other options he gave for this thirtieth pick he said were Lindstrom who uh, you know you just had going uh, number twenty nine to Seattle and and then uh, and then the the edge rusher out of Florida uh, whose name I'm going to mispronounce Polite Polite. Um, yeah, I'm not sure how to pronounce Polite. it either. Yeah. <laughs> Snooker, snooker. That's uh, that's for one of our listeners. Snooker. Yeah, I, mm. I think of of those guys, uh, Lindstrom is probably my, my favorite player out of those. Um, I I had the uh, to me Adderley seems like a Packer. I don't know why, but Nasir Adderley seems like a Packer to me. Nasir, but so does Lindstrom. Like he's uh, he has like the. Uh, um, I, I guess like the Scandinavian name, but that could also be a Viking. So who, so who knows? But I, ha- I had the Packers taking Jonah Williams uh, in both my preferred list and my uh, mock draft. So I don't have them taking a guard here. I have them taking Marquise Brown. Uh, they they, do, they clearly need wide receiver help. Hollywood. Uh, 
yeah, Mar- Marquise Hollywood Brown, Hollywood Florida, and that's yep. in my in in my mock draft. Um, however, I have them taking Jonathan Abram, the safety, so I have them going the same position on my preferred list. Abram's not not Abraham. Abram Abram is uh, not available on the fans list. I do have him available on my preferred list, so that's where I'm going there because he's the top rated safety. All right, and uh, for the 31st pick, the L.A. Rams are fourth uh, uh, new picker of the draft this year. It's uh, Downtown Rams on Twitter. I don't, I don't know what uh, Downtown Rams' real name is, but uh, follow Downtown Rams. Uh, all of uh, our Twitter follows uh, will be in the shared in the podcast episode notes will be our draft, and with it are the links to everyone, so you can follow them on Twitter. Uh, but the Rams are taking uh, Kansas State tackle Dalton Risner. Yeah, he's Sounds he's more like guy. a banker than a ta- offensive fo- uh, football player to me. Like a, Sorry, like a what? I don't know. He sounds like a banker, Dalton Risner. Or a <laughs> Harry Risner. Potter nerd. He sounds like a guy who would be like a nerd in Harry Potter, <laughs> Dalton yeah. Risner. Well, I think you're thinking of Dilton from Archie, but yeah. Yeah, oh, I, I don't have yeah. I don't have Dalton Risner going in the first round. Obviously, offensive tackle is a position that you put a lot of emphasis on, uh, and but I think it would be a little bit of a reach because I don't think he is going to end up going here. I think maybe he's he's someone you could. Uh, but again, if if you really like him and you don't think you're going to be able to trade up for him in the second round, uh, it, it might be a good idea. I have um, the Rams. Well, originally I had the Rams taking Lindstrom, but now I have him going 29 to the. Uh, um, to the Seahawks in my mock draft. So I'm going to actually have them picking uh, Eric McCoy, who was my original Kansas City Chiefs pick. He's a, a guard center. Uh, the Rams could use an, an interior offensive lineman. Um, and Eric McCoy was also my preferred pick. So I'm going to ha- have them go with the pick that I that I uh, you know wrote down as the, the, their, the preferred pick for them. So I'll, I'll take McCoy there. All right, to wrap up the first round and the only round of the 32 fans mock draft. Why don't uh, we do the second a, round podcast? That'd be yeah. crazy. Longtime listener and guest, but has not been on this uh, here podcast for a long time. Uh, one year, the NFL suspended his team for cheating. Uh, a couple other years, uh, his team traded out of the first round. Uh, last year, we didn't go all the way to pick number 30, whatever the Patriots were picking. But uh, Michael Clark is back. He's uh, Wait, isn't Michael Clark banned? I think he was who got banned last year. Oh, no, well, he, was, he wasn't on the podcast last year, was he? We only I, did like seventeen no, like picks. like bands for his. Oh yeah, I don't think we did. Uh, maybe. Yeah, but we ago. feel a little He's bad for him because every Yankee is on the uh, injured <laughs> list right now. No, I so. know. Yeah, we do and feel Michael we have Clark, some we have uh, some Achmonis. I'm giving Michael Clark a hard time. I invited Michael Clark uh, to to my apartment to watch the uh, to watch the draft, and uh, he he's working, so he's he's no fun. Uh, but let's see who he picks. All right, uh, no fun. He's picking Noah Fant. Sounds kind of like no fun. Which, which uh, tight end out of Iowa. So yeah, so he does get a Gronk replacement one way or another. Irv Smith also on the board. I hope he's not available to the, to the Patriots because I think Noah Fant's going to be a very good player. Uh, I uh, do have him yeah, going tight end up. as well. Uh, Irv Smith Jr., the third tight end in this draft, um, who is uh, you know, from uh, from Alabama. I, I don't think he's as good as either of the two Iowa guys, but I could definitely see them going tight end here to replace Gronk. Uh, I just don't think Fant's available, but I will give uh, Michael, Michael Clark props there because if he is available, it's the right pick. All right, Jordan, thank you so much. Uh, people don't know, Jordan does just an insane amount of research. He sent us like a 40-tab uh, document with uh, all his notes, which we didn't even really get into so much. Keith, what's yeah, your big takeaway? Those are amazing. You should share your notes with people. I will, the, I will share the Facebook notes. Group. I mean, I I use the notes. Like I use the notes during the podcast. So it's not really we don't we don't yeah. have to like get into it and talk about. It's it's a color-coded uh, spreadsheet. But yeah, uh, a lot of the stats that I thrown out, I didn't memorize the um, uh, any of these things. So yes, they're they're all on the, the spreadsheet, and I will share them with. Uh, can I share them in the Facebook group? Uh, Thirty two fans. Is that is that something you could do? Yeah, yeah, you can share yes, files. Please do. Yeah. Okay, let's let's do that. Yeah. 
All right, so Jordan, thanks so much. Keith, what's your big takeaway of this first round that uh, that neither one of us is going to watch live? Well, right, because of Passover, I think we discussed this before the podcast, but we can't watch the first or the second or the third round because the, the Passover goes into sh- to Shabbat. It's a it, two-day holiday, 48-hour holiday. We will be off our phones for over 48 hours. Um, my takeaway is I hope the Jets trade down. Everyone wants to trade down, but uh, you know who's going to want to trade up? All right, uh, good luck to everyone. Uh, thank you to all our pickers. And uh, Jordan, uh, let's hope you don't get banned again. Or you're not going to get well, banned. Well, no, you're there's no, no banned. Pl- let's hope I you're don't have to plug to, a different uh, podcast. Uh, on a di- yeah. You're going to have to plug a second podcast on a third podcast. Yes, one of us has to plug a podcast with Rob on a podcast with Rob. Yeah. So I feel like it's very low stakes. <laughs> very, very, very low stakes. And to be honest, like... <laughs> I, I think there's been three or four times this season where both 32 fans and uh, RAA and AP have come up on this week in Survivor. So it's something Chester's been mentioned a lot on Kalish's podcast. Yes, I, I like to sometimes mention mention Chester to see, uh, to, first of all, to see which um, which podcasters or, or which guests that I have on my podcast are listeners mm-hmm. of 32 fans. I love bringing it up when there's oh, no probably chance. very few. Well, no, I mean, look, I mean, it is it is a lot of people who who do know. Uh, Akiva from RAANAP and Chester is. I, I thought the more interesting question is who knows who Chester is in Rob's world. Oh, not, for sure. Um, not, no, everyone knows who Akiva. I mean, well, everyone listens. except for one person knows who Akiva is. Uh, but, <laughs> but um, yeah, Chester. Chester is more. But I think if you listen to RAANAP enough or the Seinfeld podcast, you've heard you've heard Chester's name at least. Sure. Yeah, Chester. What do we got going on next week? We had a whole schedule for April. April's done now. Um, well, we had a whole, you ignore the schedule and sent me some recommendations of things you wanted to do. And I'm like, we already have a schedule. So I guess we'll do those things now. Okay. Yeah. I think we got our Seinfeld trivia tournament. If you're like an absolute Seinfeld trivia maniac, let us know. And maybe you could be in our tournament to face. Or if you're a person just like beating up children. Yeah. <laughs> Madeline sent me a picture. Well, not her, her mom. I, I don't, I don't DM with that. Yeah, this uh, is getting creepy, Keith. <laughs> uh, of a cigar store Indian. She saw a cigar store Indian. She's, she's doing research in the streets of Disney. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so Jordan uh, and everyone, thank you very much uh, Enjoy the NFL Draft and we'll be back next week uh, with, uh, with Children in Seinfeld apparently Thank you, Jordan Yep, thank you, it was Bye-bye. fun, guys Bye
so I'm going to get to favor by selecting Brett Farr. Welcome back to the draft. Good young players with the trips all about. Here and in your out. Welcome back to the draft. Black machine is running back to tackle a quarterback. Every year in the draft, defensive line. Black machine running back tackle quarterback. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.